Welcome to Talking Trade. I'm Ian Coxhead at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I'm Sandy Siegel, president of ME Day. And it's my pleasure today to invite friend and colleague, Ken Waslick. Ken is the founder and owner of EM Waslick Associates, a 22-year-old international development company who serves small to medium-sized organizations um, who are looking to expand their export markets. You've got a background in accounting and finance, as well as a CPA, chartered global, chartered global management accountant, and an investment advisor. So I know I turn to you, Ken, with, with all things um, international finance related and accounting related, and, and you've been a great resource for us and, and our customers, as well as uh, very active in Wisconsin's trade community as a speaker and um, sitting on the Export Council and so forth. So. Um, a, a lot of experience in, in international trade. So great to catch up with you again. Welcome on Talking Trade. Um, you know, you've worked with companies, both existing importers, exporters, and those looking to build or, or expand their markets or, or understand market potential. I know a lot of your work is, is often on the ground, going overseas and, and going to trade shows, um, snooping on competitors and so forth. <laughs> So, so tell me, you know, I have to imagine that's changed dramatically. Tell me, you know, what your initial steps are in entering a foreign market and, and indeed how has that or has it changed during the pandemic? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, Sandy and Ian, uh, it's great to be here. Um, thank you for asking me to be on, on your program. I, I think about the first step always is market research. You have to know the market that you're going into. And so in pre-pandemic and continuing, usually that first step is some type of desktop uh, research. So looking at the web, seeing what the competitors are doing, seeing what the market, is there any market reports? But that's always augmented by using some government resources, right? The US Commercial Service has a wonderful uh, programs for US exporters working with the state, WEDC, and some of these other state organizations. And then that next step was always taking some in-person, in-country uh, look, whether it's a trade mission, trade venture, or basically sending some sales person uh, to that particular market. And that's how you built it uh, pre-pandemic. One thing during the pandemic, that, that whole travel, that section just stopped, right? You just couldn't do it. <clears throat> and it really worked into what is an alternative to face-to-face. -to -face. And the natural adoption was a video telecom, just like we're doing right now. And so I, during the pandemic, that acceptance by our clients, customers in those foreign markets that you can actually start a conversation in, in a business transaction or business relationship could start on a video conference as opposed to, I'll wait until you come into the market and we meet face-to-face -face in my office here, whether it's in Middle East, Mexico, Chile, China, wherever, that, con uh, that relationship can start with a video conference and same with some product training. Trust is the number one element in any type of business relationship. And before it was, I mean, I was told by many clients, okay, when you come here, we'll sit down and we'll talk about business. That's initial sit down and quite frankly, the gestation for the first six 
or 12 months is now being done video wise. So when you do travel in country, you have a very effective, much more effective, and it really advances the relationship because there's been all this buildup of that interaction uh, virtually over a video conference. And I think that's the biggest, uh, ad, um, not just difference, but it's an added tool that any exporter and importer can use because you're getting to know who your counterpart is a lot sooner than that first initial face-to-face -face meeting. So in some ways it sounds like it's actually been a positive. That it's a positive, it's a definitely a positive. I think the other, uh, I mean, we're looking at various uh, uh, um, uh, relationship building where the acceptance on the customer side in that export is that we can start this with a video where again, before it was, okay, I'll just wait until you, you come here or I'll meet you at a trade show and we'll sit down in your booth to actually talk about, uh, talk about business. I think the second element is that some of these uh, companies that had showrooms have actually converted them into what I would call TV studios. So they've invested in high quality cameras, mic systems, sound systems, lighting systems, where you can actually have an interactive training, whether it's on the product or some type of equipment or system live, as opposed to just a pre-taped video. And I'm seeing, I think the Europeans are way ahead of the United States on this, where I've seen uh, our US competitors actually have what I would call a TV studio and actually had interaction and it's very effective where they have the camera, they zoom in, you wanna say, hey, I have quality product, they zoom in on that part of that, qual of that piece of equipment, they talk about automation, this is how it works, they have that high quality camera in the factory, very effective without that face-to-face in-country demonstrations that is, tends to be very expensive. Interesting. So like, like many things re redefined through, uh, through the pandemic, but again, a lot of positives. How um, are, are you seeing you know, some of these customers and people entering the markets um, dealing with supply chain issues, which is so, so near and dear to my heart and some of the breakdowns, how, um, you know, how is that affecting your startups and, and, and dealing with that? Well, I, I, the, the, the supply chain challenges are universal around the world and especially heavily in North America here. And Sandy, you're in the thick of it every single day uh, of, your, uh, uh, of your business. But I see uh, a couple trends developing here, and it's probably an acceleration of the onshoring, reshoring, whatever you want to talk about that shoring, whereas uh, people are moving their production closer to where the customer base is. And we're in the process of working with two U.S. importers to actually set up their operations in Mexico. We have identified their Mexican partners. And both of them actually are seriously thinking of making an equity or an acquisition on this. And so instead of working with a contract manufacturer in Asia and all the supply chain issues of shipping uh, product from Asia into the United States and especially here in the Middle East, uh, Middle West, Midwest, what they're looking at is 
uh, a source that is much closer, doesn't need ocean transportation, and the actual um, <clears throat> takes advantage of the USMCA, whereas the, you have the Section 301 tariffs. The second benefit, which is almost as important, is the development of new product and new innovation and prototyping and interacting with the R&D staff is you're on the same time zone. And so instead of being 14, 13 hours difference and having your engineering staff work from 7 p.m. till midnight, you're on the same time zone and it's very effective as opposed to switching uh, documents and drawings and CAD drawings back and forth over a 14 hour uh, uh, time difference. So we're seeing uh, these uh, clients of ours actually make substantial investments in uh, their Mexican counterparts. Wow. Now, Ken, uh, we, got, we can't have an interview and not talk about inflation. So let's talk about inflation at least a little bit. We've got, we've had, about, <laughs> we've had uh, you know, 40 year records in the inflation rate. The uh, uh, obviously interest rates have been rising and will continue to rising for at least the next few quarters. Prices are remaining persistently uh, on the up. And then of course, as a consequence of the uh, interest rate rises, the dollar has become extremely strong. So how are your clients managing these kinds of challenges and what about their foreign customers? Yeah, well, uh, you had two of the biggest challenges I think are uh, in any business today, right? The cost of the import, Import, inputs, I should say, the cost of raw materials, labor, uh, the supply of both, as well as uh, fuel and petrol costs and uh, energy costs. And then you, the second one is you hit that exactly on head is that the valuation of most currencies against the US dollar, the US dollar has appreciated. So you have this double whammy, you add in the supply chain delays, whether ocean freight or air freight or uh, containers or in the wrong spot. So you got this triple whammy from a US exporters point of view. Yeah. Okay. And you're right, everybody's trying to manage those particular uh, challenges. I think uh, if but on the other side, what we're seeing is that inflation is a universal global issue. Every market around the world is experiencing inflation, whether it's in fuel prices, food prices, manufacturing goods, transportation, everyone is uh, experiencing inflation. So the, there's a natural acceptance that prices will be going up. So what we're seeing is our clients, customers, Maybe two years ago, we would say the prices are, we're going to increase it by 5%, and there would be an immediate negative reaction, right? Yeah. Now we're saying, hey, prices are going to go up 7%, and that foreign customer is going to say, wow, that's not bad, <laughs> right? But what about when, the dollar cost? <laughs> right. Now, local, they will say, okay, yeah. I understand prices are going up. I understand the dollar is very strong, okay? Uh, the questions that we're getting asked today is, when is the price increase going to be effective? And when is my last uh, purchase at the old prices? Right. Okay, when's my last price? Which actually is increasing the supply chain challenges because we're moving yep. pro uh, orders inward, right? Sooner than you would normally have in a normal forecasted 
uh, stable environment here. So that was these, a takeaway from the COVID year, two, two years of COVID as well, right? That if you don't yeah, order well, exactly. it June, it won't be here in December. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. So there is an exception that prices are going up and there's a not acceptance, I should say, not exception, an acceptance that prices are going up and an exception that it's going to be longer lead times. And we're seeing this across the board, whether you're in Latin America, Middle East, and in, in Asia or Japan, of saying, okay, uh, we have one client that has a subsidiary company in Japan. They used to, were used to four-week lead times. That's up to 10 weeks or 12 weeks. Right. They're actually placing orders now for delivery in November. Yeah. Right. And and so uh, the the negative to all that is the investment in inventory. Right. Yeah. There's an investment in inventory, and you're right. With interest rates going up, the cost of, of capital has increased as well. If there is any, how do I say, I won't, I'm not going to say a, uh, a benefit here, but if there's anything here, is it's universal, yeah. right? Everybody is uh, struggling with this, and it's not one market over the market. And so let's say the US is not at a disadvantage competitively versus the European markets or European competitors. Everyone is handling, is face these particular challenges. Perfect, Ken, I, you always great insight and you know, you're involved in so many different markets um, geographically as well as industry-wide. And you know, so, and I would agree, a lot of commonality there, which um, makes it a little bit, you know, um, easier, you know, or to, to explain to each other, right, and, and to work through together. Um, right, right. You know, and if nothing else, as I always say, misery likes company, so. <laughs> uh, but great to have you on the show today, um, and, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll come back and, and, you know, tell us, um, you know, as the markets are developing, what you're seeing. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, be happy to speak to you uh, in the future. And uh, if there's anything that we can uh, participate on the international front, uh, please send it our way. Sure. Well, thank you, Ken. This has been uh, Talking Trade with Ken Ruswick, and uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you in the next episode.